Welcome back to episode four of Smash Block. Today we're going to talk about Google going offline, no cyberpunk at E3, more questions than answers about Death Stranding, and our E3 schedule and predictions. All this and more coming up. All right, our first story, we're going to start with Death Stranding. Now, Death Stranding was originally announced in 2016, and ever since it was announced, we've basically had more questions than answers. On May 29th, we got a nine-minute trailer that began to answer some of our main questions about what what is this game? What are we going to be doing? Now, even if you've watched every single Death Stranding trailer so far, you'd be forgiven for having no clue what the game actually is about. And that's kind of become a running joke. Now, the latest trailer gives us a closer look at what we can expect from the game. Death Stranding refers to supernatural events that occur after a series of mysterious explosions. Now, these areas of impact are plagued with otherworldly creatures that threaten to kill all life. And as Sam Bridges, you'll brave that wasteland and try to save everyone. The game emphasizes on the terrain. And now that's going to be the source of obstacles to overcome. And the goal is to find a route through the supernatural elements that can alter the surrounding landscape. Based on the gameplay section of the official site, you're going to be delivering cargo as the main goal. The game will have online functionality in the form of asynchronous gameplay, where you can send supplies, share safe houses, and walk in the footsteps of fellow couriers to reunite civilization. The game will not have typical fail states. If you are defeated, you'll reappear in an upside-down realm that you can escape from where you will have to choose your combat methods carefully. As killing your foe is almost never the solution, and every death carries a consequence. It's a very exciting game. I'm personally very much looking forward to it. I've heard from a few people out there that they want to wait and uh, see some game footage and, and get some reviews on the game. Because there's just not enough information out there, and it looks very weird. Which is personally what attracts me to the game. I'm always kind of looking for something different. I want to see weird. Uh, I want to see creepy, and this game is chock full of it. Now, Death Stranding will be released on PS4 on November 8th, and I, I don't know if it's a day one purchase for me. Uh, I'm definitely going to pick it up, probably for the holiday season, but I can't wait to check this game out, get my hands on it. The graphics look fantastic. Who doesn't like Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead? And you're going to get to play as him, as Sam Bridges, in this wacky, wacky world. All right, what's next? What's next is Cyberpunk at E3. Details about Cyberpunk 2077 have been trickling out of CG CD Projekt Red for years. At last year's E3, they finally showed a press behind the closed door demo and made a full 48-minute walkthrough available to the public, which now can be found on their website if you want to go check that out. Now, in total, 400 people are working on Cyberpunk 2077 right now. It's quite a big deal. Lots of people are waiting for this one. The trailer they showed last year at E3 2018 looked fantastic, 
but kind of like Death Stranding, we have a lot more questions than answers. How is the game going to play? You know, what's the multiplayer interface? A 2020 release date feels likely for Cyberpunk, as CD Projekt Red president and CEO said E3 2018 demo was earlier than Alpha and work on the game is far from over, but both Cyberpunk 2077 and another CD Projekt Red RPG will be released by the end of 2021. Now, as expected, Cyberpunk won't be hands-on at E3 2019, but the good news is that anyone on the show floor can go to the booth and see a demo presentation firsthand, and I expect a trailer will still be shown at the Microsoft conference like last year, just reminding everyone that this game is coming. Hey, listen! Hey, listen, Google, what's going on? An outage over the weekend. Uh, outages reported online and flew across social media, reporting Stadia and YouTube, high levels of network congestion causing them to go down. Now, Stadia's got an event scheduled, uh, their very first Stadia Connect for June 6th, and they're going to be addressing, you know, what's what's the more details on Stadia, what's the pricing model, and some great game announcements. Now, they're claiming streaming is the future, as are many of us online. Um, now, it, it begs the question, how ready is Google? If we're going to have a, an announcement the same week as a massive outage, it, are these tests that they've been performing that cause the outage to go down? Are they releasing you know, things in stages and that cause the, the high the high levels of network congestion, you know, how much congestion is there going to be from streaming games? They do a lot of comparisons about streaming 4K video, and that's basically how the gameplay is going to work. But right now, will Stadia have other options to download games locally? You know, what about us living in rural areas and, you know, our net internet's not as reliable as in the big cities, you know? If the network's going to go down or we're going to lose power or lose internet, what are the save states going to be like? I know they showcased you're able to replay sections of uh, your stream at any point in time. You can watch someone else's stream and join in at the exact same moment. So I can imagine that save states are kind of as you go. So if you lost connection, you should be able to jump in right where you left off. But the server issues, they're going to cause a great amount of frustration if Google can't work this out ahead of time. And, and server issues are not uncommon. You know, PlayStation Network goes down from time to time. YouTube goes down from time to time. Everyone has server issues. There's always something going on. It could have been an update that went bad or some bugs uh, that caused it. But Google has the resources to solve these issues pretty quickly. I think the story is getting a little blown out of proportion, but the optics are bad. The timing, you know, with their announcement coming on June 6th, and then the weekend just prior to E3, the whole network goes down in the, across the UK and the northeastern United States and a bit into Canada. It, it was a pretty massive outage, and it kind of shocked a lot of people. But we'll just have to wait and see what they have and uh, what they're going to say on June 6th. Now, make sure you tune in for that, the very first Stadia Connect. And as I mentioned, they're going to be releasing more details. They're going to be talking about the pricing model and what games they have announced for us. I'm also kind of hoping for a launch date. They didn't mention that in their tweet, but, you know, what's the point of giving us all the info if we don't know when we're getting it? So I can't wait to watch that presentation. Don't forget to check that out. All right, let's get into the meat of this. E3 is this week. Uh, we're going to go over the schedule, my predictions, kind of what, what I'm excited for and what I expect to see. Um, this is probably the most exciting time of year for me. 
I, I love the Game Awards as well. But E3, it just has this essence of excitement, uh, great game announcements. You know, everyone's gathering together, getting excited about games, whether you get to be there on the show floor, attend the conferences, whether you're online uh, with your favorite creators, watching their streams, watching their reactions, chatting about it. It's just a fantastic time for the gaming industry. So much excitement flying around. And it all gets started on Saturday, June 8th. Well, sort of. <laughs> Saturday, June 8th is E3's, or sorry, EA's presentation. And uh, EA has been known to be a little lackluster. Uh, they don't, in recent years, they've gone out of their way to kind of annoy fans with microtransactions or decisions surrounding some great gaming titles like Star Wars Battlefront 2 that kind of peeved off a lot of their fans. Um, and their EA or E3 presentations kind of fall short most of the time. Although this year we are expecting something very exciting, and that is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. There's not a lot of info on this game, but we know it's going to be a great Star Wars title. A lot of expectations. I just, I really, really hope they don't microtransaction it to death. If they do, I'm not interested. EA, if you're listening, Stop with the microtransactions. I think they're starting to listen after the backlash they got from the last Star Wars Battlefront game. But you never know. They, they're out to make money. And I understand that. You're a business and you, you, know, you have responsibilities to your shareholders. But you got to listen to your audience. We are willing to pay for some things. But you got to be really careful, especially nowadays with the loot boxes being you know, a great source of debate with regard to gambling. You know, let's let's be smart here. Let's make a great game. People will buy it. You're going to make money and you're going to do just fine. Uh, other announcements coming out of EA is Battlefield. Now that we're going to get the next Battlefield installment. I don't have a lot of anticipation for this game. I used to play Battlefield years ago. I kind of fell out of it. Um, but needless to say, the games are great online. Um, and if you're into that kind of war style game, you're probably going to be more excited for that than uh, Call of Duty, where they've gone to a single-player-only mode. And again, that's really contested. Uh, EA is also going to be talking about The Sims 4. If you're a great Sam, uh, Sims fan, I was. I, I've played The Sims since the very, very beginning, um, all the way up to The Sims 3. It gets a little repetitive. Um, you know, How much do you want to live your life and then come home and live a virtual life? It's got some fun elements. I've always liked the building, uh, building the houses, trying to be creative that way. The life part, it's fun for the first little bit, but it gets tiresome. And I think they found that a lot of people weren't as receptive to The Sims as they used to be. So they've tried introducing some quirkiness. Um, and I know the last Sims game had a brand new art style where they kind of went away from realism into more a cartoony style. Um, it was fine. It... it I don't know. It's a, it's called Sims. It's a simulator, and you think you want it to be realistic. I don't know which way they're going to go with The Sims 4. They're probably going to stick with the same cartoony style, but we'll have to wait and see what they're going to do there. All right, on Sunday, June 9th, this is where things really hit off. Clear your schedule on Sunday. We have Microsoft with a two-hour presentation, which is about 20 minutes longer, I believe, than last year's presentation. We're expecting Halo Infinite, Gears 5, Cyberpunk 2077, and a new Battletoads game. There are also rumors that Ninja Theory will be announcing a new sci-fi game scheduled for 2020, and that's called Bleeding Edge. 
Uh, I'm hoping to get a fourth Fable game, which would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, that's expected to be released in 2021 anyway, so if we don't see it this year, you're definitely going to expect to see it next year. With how much they like to you know, give these games in advance, I'd be really, really surprised if they don't show us a new Fable game this year. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, that's going to get a final trailer and a release date. The Outer Worlds will get a gameplay trailer and a launch window. Uh, Gears Tactics, that's going to get a trailer and a 2019 release date, probably. And hopefully we see a return of Age of Empires 4. Like The Sims, I played Age of Empires since the very, very beginning. It's a great strategy game. Uh, the online, I always found a little lackluster, um, but... You know, if you're into those strategy games, playing against the bots gets old after a while, and you want to play with uh, people online where you're not going to expect what they're going to do. Now, Microsoft, probably the biggest thing they're going to announce is the Xbox console Scarlet, which most people are just calling the Xbox 2 right now, um, and xCloud. Now, xCloud is the streaming service that's going to compete directly with Stadia, and, you know, I, I don't know what they have in store but they're going to come out guns blazing. So Google, look out. Also on Sunday, June 9th, we have Bethesda. Uh, now two titles we can safely rule out are Starfield, which we just got a splash screen last year. And basically all we know is it's something in space. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6, also not going to be at this year's E3. That's going to disappoint a lot of people. But I think the fans of that franchise are going to be more understanding uh, you know, th- these games are huge games and a lot of expectations after Skyrim. Elder Scrolls 6 is going to have to bring its AAA game to get people interested in that and uh, we'll probably see more about that next year. Now, last month, Bethesda's Todd Howard confirmed that neither of these titles will be at this year's show, but we will see Doom Eternal and Wolfenstein Youngblood. Those are confirmed. Now, Bethesda has a good sense of humor as well, and we might see them poke fun at themselves with regards to Fallout 76. If they don't do it, we will. But, uh, you know, they, they, they normally do have a good sense of humor. Hopefully, they don't insult any of their fans. They do have loyal fans of Bethesda and the Fallout series. People who bought that uh, immediately after it came out were very disappointed. I saw this one coming. I'm not going to lie. I skipped it. And it was a train wreck. And you saw videos of people freaking out. You saw people trying to return it at uh, at GameStop. Uh, it was a very bad PR situation for Bethesda. And, you know, if, if they can make light of it, great. Um, I know they're still working on the game, but it's not getting as much support as it should. And, and there's a little bit of contention around it. You know, there are some people out there that swear by it and still say they enjoy it. Um, as far as I know, there's a lot of lore and a lot of reading. If, and if that's what you're into, there's lots of that in the game. Um, but maybe we'll get another announcement like, uh, Skyrim. What are they going to put Skyrim on next? Uh, maybe the Apple TV, you know, we just got the announcement from Apple saying that the new Apple TV can support PS4 and Xbox controllers. So maybe we'll see Bethesda throw uh, Skyrim on that too. Why not? It's on everything else, right? All right. Monday, June 10th, uh, we got... PC gaming conference. We got limited run games making an appearance. Ubisoft. Lots of great news probably coming from Ubisoft. They have three unannounced AAA games coming before March 2020. 
Ubisoft has potentially set the stage for a trio of big th- E3 reveals. Some rumors around Mario Rabbit's sequel. Uh, that would probably be re- revealed at the Nintendo Direct. Uh, but needless to say, fans are, are hopeful for more of a new Splinter Cell uh, announcement. And uh, we really don't really know what they're going to bring. So that's going to be an exciting one. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, rumors are surrounding Ubisoft for an EA All Access style service as well. Not sure if they're going to touch on that. Again, these are all rumors, so don't uh, don't put your stock in any of that. But you never know what they're going to come out with. Sony has decided not to attend this year, so you know they're kind of doing the same Nintendo Direct thing. They're doing their state of plays. The last few have not been that great. But, I mean, they're just starting out, and I'm sure we're going to see something from Sony. Even though they're not part of E3, we're going to get some kind of announcement in and around this time. Um, They've got a lot of titles on the go. PS5 is ramping up, but, you know, we're still expecting Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, And speaking of which, Square Enix has taken over their time slot. Now, Square Enix, big reveal this year. They're going to be talking about the Avengers game. Uh, That's from Crystal Dynamics. Lots of stuff online about this mysterious Avengers game that's coming out. And a lot of hype. It's kind of up on a pedestal right now with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to have to come out guns blazing as well uh, and blow everyone away. I think there's a lot of potential for disappointment with uh, how much, you know, hype has surrounded this game. and, And that's how hype's dangerous. Um, and speaking of hype, Final Fantasy VII Remake, we still don't have it. A lot of people are joking that this game doesn't even exist. You know, where has it been? It's been teased for years. And it, it, at this point, it's almost been a tradition to see this in, in some form be shown at uh, E3 every year. Um, there's also a mysterious game called Outriders that's supposed to come from Square Enix. So we look forward to all those announcements. Uh, that's probably going to be a presentation you're not going to want to miss either. So right now, highlight Microsoft, Ubisoft, and Square Enix as the main ones if you can pick and choose. If you can watch all of them, hey, fantastic. Tuesday, June 11th, uh, Nintendo. Here we go. What about the Switch Mini? They said directly, it's not happening. We're not talking about it, and we're not announcing it at E3. Nintendo has been known to fib a little bit. Will they show it? I can't guarantee. I can't say. I think it's a great time to show this off. I can't see why they wouldn't. You know, they have their Nintendo Directs all year long. This is the time to show it. If Microsoft's going to come out with their Xbox 2 or Scarlet, whatever you want to call it, this would be a great time to see the Switch Mini. There's enough time to talk about the details right before the holiday season for everyone to be able to open this Christmas morning. I think it's a good time to at least leak out a little teaser that it is coming. Um, but I do expect to see it before the holiday season for sure. Bayonetta 3 is kind of AWOL, so we're really expecting to see at least a teaser on that. More Astral Chain details. Um, th- Nintendo seems to be really proud of this brand new IP, so I'm sure they're going to be talking about that. Game Freak's Town working title game. I think the name Town is probably going to stick around. Uh, a lot of talk online, people are saying it's it's going to officially get a title. But I, I'm going to say that Town is the title. Game Freak's not known for their creativity. And, uh, you know, Town's not that bad of a name. You might as well stick with it. People kind of already know what it is. And I'm sure we'll see a little bit more about, you know, what the gameplay is like on that one. 
Luigi's Mansion 3, I really want to see more on this game. This is a, a great franchise. i got a lot of faith. It's probably going to be a day one pickup for me. Now, the biggest highlight for Nintendo, Animal Crossing. Everyone wants Animal Crossing. Nintendo, hello, hello, Animal Crossing. We need more than just like little teasers. We need gameplay. We need to know what this game's about. What's this game going to do differently? And more importantly, when's it coming out? People want this game. Are we going to get it before the holiday season this year? Absolutely. Do we want it sooner? Even more so. Uh, Now, September to November is probably going to be the release window. And uh, Nintendo, we want you to let us know at E3 right now. So make sure you announce that one. Damon X Machina, it had a demo. Didn't get great feedback. Uh, It's going to need a refresh. We did see it a lot in directs and, and E3 last year. So I don't know how much people really want to see this, um, but there are a lot of fans. It, it seems to be popular in Japan now, and the demo wasn't great. So hopefully they took the feedback that they got from the people that played the demo and uh, and refreshed the game. So they can address that. Uh, I expect to see that. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, we're going to probably see a nod to that, just reminding people that that's coming out. Link's Awakening, same deal. Uh, just remind people that that's coming out soon. Get a firm release date. Cadence of Hyrule, I expect that to be the shadow drop uh, where they say, uh, hey, you know, don't forget about Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, and it's available now. Go pick it up. Uh, a Smash character. Now, the Nintendo made us buy the, uh, well, didn't make us, but suggested strongly that we buy the Fighter's Pass up front to save a little bit of dough. And they're going to be releasing uh, music, stages, and new characters. And we've only gotten one, Joker, from Persona 5. Uh, it's been six months since then. We are overdue, in my opinion, for another character. I could really see Cuphead. Uh, I think people would be really receptive to that. I, I, I really want Banjo-Kazooie. I know it's the the one character that everyone says, stop hoping for it, it's not coming. But, you know, I love the Banjo games back in the day. And, you know, with how cozy Nintendo and Microsoft have been, if they're going to reboot a series... I could see Banjo-Kazooie blowing up and, you know, a release or a character for Smash and then maybe Phil Spencer coming out on stage and saying, oh, uh, we didn't mention it during the Xbox uh, Direct or the Xbox presentation, but uh, there's a new Banjo-Kazooie 3 game coming and it's going to be on Nintendo Switch too. And that'd be fantastic. Um, Now, (laughs) is it likely? Probably not. That's a dream. Um, And, uh, We'll just have to wait and see on that one. Baldur's Gate 3, there was a website that went up basically showing the three uh, Roman numerals in a Baldur's Gate style. I expect a 1 and 2 collection announcement. Is that going to be at a 3? I don't know. Is it going to be at the Nintendo Direct? I don't know. Uh, it seems like it came out just in time for the hype surrounding E3, so maybe we'll see something. Um it would be really, really cool. That is a, a great original CRPG. Lots of cult fans on that one, and it would definitely be a popular release. All right, just a couple PSAs at the end here. Uh, don't forget about the Pokemon Direct. I'm recording this on Tuesday, June 4th. The Pokemon Direct comes out on June 5th. Uh, it's a 15-minute direct of just about new information on Pokemon Sword and Shield, and that's tomorrow. So don't forget to uh, to tune in for that one. And then the following day, June 6th, we got that Stadia Connect. 
Uh, bookmark your calendars for that one because you're going to want to know what the launch info is, the game announcements, and the pricing details that Google has for us around that. Uh, don't forget, you know, we've still got Capcom, even though there's not a lot of expectations coming out of them. They're going to be at E3. Surprisingly, Netflix has something in the works, and we're going to be hearing from them at E3. Uh, are they entering the gaming industry? I don't know. Um, that's interesting. They did have the, uh, the the what was it, uh, You versus Wild um, and the Bandersnatch on Netflix. Uh, as far as I know, they weren't super popular. Uh, are they doing something like that where it's going to be like a game that you can get through your Netflix account? Uh, is it going to have controller support? Are they going bigger and actually going to become a game developer? I mean, that'd be a really interesting announcement. Um, now it's, we're in for a crazy week, crazy announcements, and who knows what we're going to get. And that's why this is so exciting. So make sure you keep uh, your social media open, tune in for those live events as they come up. I'm going to be trying to live stream as many events as possible. Uh, make sure you check me out on twitch.tv slash smashblock, uh, and you'll get notified if you subscribe or follow. Uh, make sure you go on Twitter. You can search for at smashblockgames. Click the follow button on there, and I'll post when I go live. I'll post any announcements that I find during E3. And uh, you can get the link for our Discord, and you can come on and chat with me about you know, your reactions to E3 or what you're excited for, and stick around, and we can talk about games all year long. As always, if you enjoy my content, head over to patreon.com slash smashblock. Uh, make sure you subscribe, or you can do a one-time donation. All the donations go directly to making the show better and increasing our content. Uh, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and I will catch you all next week with all of my E3 reactions. A uh, special thank you going out to Noteblock for allowing us to use their music. Make sure you check them out on YouTube and give them a like and subscribe. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on Episode 4 of Smashblock. Enjoy your E3 weekend. <laughs>